This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Today is a very special episode because this is the book launch week. What, what, what? And the book I'm talking about is my new book, Who Are You Following? It is um, just so crazy that this book is actually out right now because I feel like I just wrote it, but I do feel like this book is so timely. And I cannot wait, if you haven't already gotten it in your hands, for you to get it in your hands and dive into this message of following Jesus in a social media obsessed world. And so today on this podcast, what I wanted to do is bring two people in who I love and look up to in different ways who are Instagram influencers, but more than that, devout followers of Jesus. And so what we're going to do is I brought in Demi Tebow, my girl, and my little sister, Bella Rob Mayo. I'm so pumped to have this conversation. And the reason why I felt like this was an important conversation to have is because, to be honest, there are so many things in life where we can call our mom and say, hey, mom, like, how do you navigate this? How did you do this when you were younger? Are there so many things we can call a mentor and say, hey, give me some wisdom, give me some advice on this. But social media is really interesting because our moms, our mentors didn't grow up having social media. So we're kind of thrown into this big thing that literally affects our every single day life. And we don't have a lot of wisdom when it comes to it. And so what I hopefully wanted to do was just open up a conversation about social media and ways to navigate that. And how do we, you know, how does following Jesus have anything to do with who we follow on social media? How does our relationship with Christ actually impact the things that we're posting? And so that's a lot of what the book's about, but I wanna have a conversation right now with two people who have been very um, accustomed to social media. You might even follow them on social media and just talk about some of the highs and the lows. And so that's how we're gonna get this thing started. So pumped for this conversation. Thanks for listening in. And y'all, maybe this is gonna be a further conversation that we continue to have. So if you're currently struggling with something revolving around the concept of social media, please DM Live Originals um, Instagram account. We'd love to hopefully answer those questions and some of the conversations that I'll be having over the next month or so, but love to hear from you and so excited to get started on this chat. I want to start this conversation and I want to start it by really talking about the highs and lows of social media because genuinely from my perspective, like I love social media. I think it's actually an awesome tool to have. I think it's so fun. I think it's hilarious. Honestly, uh, the dance videos are some of my favorite things to laugh at and partake in. Um, so there's a lot of good things to social media, but also like from a low standpoint, I've definitely hit some social media lows. Like I remember in high school, um, this used to be like a huge thing, but I don't know if it's still a thing, but there was like Twitter wars. And it was basically where like people would get in fights on Twitter. And it was like, 
through high school students, not like politicians. It's like high school students would post something like super mean about another one. And it was like, who could say like the rudest thing that would get the most retweets? And now I kind of feel like TikTok is like that. It's like, who can say like the worst comment? And like those comments actually hurt being on the other side of it. And I've definitely experienced that or I've experienced the comparison side of it or sometimes like the feeling of being left out. And so I definitely see it like a both thing. Like there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. Um, but that's like kind of my perspective of what are y'all's highs and lows and overall thoughts on the concept of social media? Bella, what about you? I think in high school, I feel like high, I feel like social media was like my biggest high. Like I loved it. I loved expressing myself. It was a place I could like express myself through art and words and like poetry and photography. And it was like my favorite place. And then I feel like the past like year or so, it's like, how do I balance sharing art and life? And like, now I feel like a lot of people on social media, like want to see your life and they feel like they have a right entitled to, you know? And it's like, I think I'm trying to learn right now how to like navigate life and art. Like, is my social media going to be like my art space or is it going to be my life? And like, how do I share enough life without sharing private things? And how do I share enough private things while feeling like people know me in a way you know I feel like in your social media overview right now is like an overthinking social media overview yeah (laughs) which we've all been there too Demi where are you on the stance of social media good bad kind of both um you know Sadie I think it's 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 a hard question to answer because using social media for a little bit of business right um it gives you a whole different perspective. So when you lose followers, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm losing customers, right? But when you're mm-hmm. just kind of using social media to keep in touch with people, to keep, to keep in touch with friends, I have some friends in London and the Philippines, and I love keeping in touch with them and just following up on their lives. And it's so fun. So I feel like it's, you know, it's such a fine balance. Um, yes. Social media, I think one thing that is very scary about social media is that whatever you put out there lasts forever. And Mm -hmm. so you speaking about, you know, TikTok comments or whatever social media platform comments Mm -hmm. that you get, you get them on all the platforms, right? Yep. Those comments last forever. You can go and delete them, but the e-trail that they leave, I don't even know if that's the right phrase, really lasts Mm -hmm. forever. And I think it's true. It's really easy for people to hide behind the screen and comment something or say something about someone when really we we truly have no real relationship with the people that we are commenting about. We have no real true context of their life because for the most part we're seeing the good stuff, the fun stuff, the happy stuff, the highlight reels. And um and you know we don't always see a lot lot of kind of the hard days um yep and and I think that's something that has started you know kind of come forward a lot more people have started being a lot more vulnerable on social media but I think something that is really important is for us to to also remember that being able to be honest and vulnerable is so hard even with people that we know and that we love and that loves us and knows us um yep. never mind going out into the world and being vulnerable so it's it's I feel like it's a really really hard balance um yes. but you know what I'm having fun with it Bella I so relate with you gosh there was a time in my life not too long ago where it was you know I started I literally went from 60,000 followers to 
just under a million followers in a couple of hours, like literally overnight. Um, that was when I won Miss Universe. I remember like putting my phone on and my phone would just like keep crashing because I didn't think to switch wow. off the notifications, um, oh my you know, before before the crowning moment or before the crowning night. And so my phone would just keep crashing, keep crashing. And I would like, ha- I had to like leave it on charge. Um, oh my so gosh. navigating that from literally in an instant was a pretty big adjustment. Um, but you know what? Thankful for people in my life that help talk things through with me, help speak wisdom into my life. Um, so it's, I feel like there's a, I'm a, I'm a little bit neutral. Sometimes it's one yes. way, sometimes it's another way. Yes. Well, I think that that's so true and that's a good point that social media is such a balance and that's what it has to be. I think that's where sometimes we go wrong though is like we don't create that balance for ourselves. And I wrote this in the book about how it's so easy to blame social media for our problems, but the truth is like social media is just a lot of us, right? It's we're creating our profiles, we're creating the content, we're creating um, our following list and our explorer page and all those different things. And so social media is only going to be as healthy as we are. And everybody knows that in life to be healthy, there has to be a balance with things. And so I love, gosh, we can unpack so many things about what you just said. But one thing I want to touch on that you just brought up is that vulnerability side. And I think because there's almost this um, thing now it's like where everyone's like so against like the highlight reel that you're like I want to be vulnerable and I want to share it all but even that there is a balance because even if you're being vulnerable on social media you're still curating your vulnerability you know you're still editing it and you're captioning it just right and you're still posting it just right and so you know Yes, you're vulnerable with your followers, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're being vulnerable with your real life friends. And I think that what we're desiring out of that being open and being vulnerable is to build relationships. But I don't know necessarily that social media is the place to do that all the time. There's a balance to that. Um, I think that Bella and I talked about that this morning about how like I think where things go wrong sometimes is because social media is built to build community. And yes, you can build a sense of community, but it can't be your only community because it's not always real and it's not always the real stuff. And the way that you get in relationship with people, I mean, there's a reason why it's like relationship. It kind of sounds like real at the beginning, like it's a real thing. It's a it's a day-to-day, it's a see me in my hard day, see me in my good day um, kind of thing. And Bella actually talked about how Snapchat was a thing that kind of got her in trouble in high school a lot because she would think she would know someone and it would kind of lead her down a bad path. Do you want to share about that? Because I think that's so relatable to so many people, especially in high school and college. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Yeah, I think in high school, like social media or like Snapchat, especially, it's like you add someone to Snapchat and then you start sending like selfies back and forth. You may say like, hey, what you doing? But like, that's about it. And then like Snapchat tells you like, okay, now this person's on your best friends list. And then when they get to the top, now they're your number one best friend. And it's like, so then you think like, oh, this person's my number one best friend. Like it literally says it. I talk to them the most out of anyone. But 
talk to is a strong word I would say yeah. like you're snapchatting with them the most out of anyone else and then like I think in high school for me it was like I would start like getting into like relationships or like dating people that I was just snapchatting and they were my number one best friend on snapchat so I thought I knew them and I thought they were my best friend and then like ultimately led me down the wrong path because I didn't really know them I didn't really know them as well as I thought they did, I did at least. And I think that's something that we have to be careful with is like, you can only know so much from a screen and like, even with Instagram too, it's like, where do you draw the line of like, I don't want this to be your highlight reel, but I also don't want to share my private life with people I don't know, you know? Where do you draw the line of like, you know me, but you really don't, you know? That's kind of like a hard line to... Yeah, and maybe it's like, this thing to where it's a beautiful place to like create relationships and start relationships, but it's not a place to like sustain relationships, right. you know? It's like, man, I can start this relationship with you on Snapchat, right. but take me on a date, boy. Like, yeah. call me out. Let's get a coffee. Or like, I can start this relationship over DMs, but like, eventually, like, I need to sit down with you over a table and have a conversation. And I think like, those are the things like I've even, I know, Demi, you probably have the same experience, but like, there's a lot of influencer friends of mine who have like opened up to me about like, I don't have any friends, like, and but I have this like, huge community online. And I think that's where that like, loneliness creeps in of like, I'm known by all these, or not known, I'm seen by all these people, but I'm not known by anyone. And I've been in that position in my life um, a couple of times, and it can make you feel like really isolated, you know? Um, Demi, I want to ask you, because like you said, you went from like zero to a hundred, like, or zero to a million, like literally (laughs) overnight. And my experience was kind of similar. I, um, had a bit of a following from Duck Dynasty, but after I went on Dance with the Stars, it was like I gained a million followers in like two months. And so it was not a day, but it was pretty rapid. Um, and I think, you know, people probably look at you and they they assume like you're so beautiful, you're Miss Universe, like you have this big following that maybe you don't struggle with those things that other girls do on social media as far as like comparison and um, insecurity at times. And I know you on a heart level and I know that's not true because you're human. So you want to speak to that aspect of social media and kind of the lessons you've learned of navigating uh, that just mm-hmm. in the world that you're in? For sure. I actually would love to comment on what Bella Bella mentioned about Snapchat, Sadie, because I think it's such a relevant and super, super important topic. Um, and I actually, it's something that I'm very passionate about. I work alongside my husband and we are pretty heavy in the fight against human trafficking. And um, just from our research and experience and talking with people and working with survivors of human trafficking, I want to say this because I think I think it's important for young girls to hear this. Social media gives anyone the platform, if anyone the opportunity to reach out to you, Bella, just like, you know, just like you said, Bella. And we we don't have personal relationships with everyone that follow up, follows us. We really, for the most part, don't even have proof that that person is who they say they are, right? So, um, you know, I just want to to anyone listening to, listening to this that has a social media account, I'm not saying, hey, let's live in fear, but let's live with knowledge and with integrity to know that everyone that we speak to or that comments a nice comment on our you know, pictures or our page might not have our best intentions at heart and you know, really might have ill intentions. So I think it's important to also follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and know, hey, when something feels wrong, 
it probably is wrong. Let me run this over with a friend, with my mom, with a sister, with someone that really cares about me to make sure that there's nothing fishy going on here. Um, you know, Sadie, you, you mentioned that, that Dancing with the Stars. I was Miss Universe. I think deep down, a, a lot of us have a desire to be seen and to be known. And, you know, there's people out there that will capitalize off of those feelings that we have. So um, girls listening to this, be careful of who you allow um, into your life, who you allow, uh, you know, close into your life, who you respond to. Um, yeah, that's just something that I, you know, that I'm just really passionate about just from per not not personal experience but personal stories that I have heard that I yeah. have navigated um and then well, let's say, stop there for a yeah. second before you even go because I think that's so good and we can get to the next question but I love how you said like there is discernment that has to be used when using social media and I think that's the thing when you get on social media typically you're going to just scroll and kind of numb yourself or you're just going and you're trying to create something or build something so it's a very vulnerable place for you anyways because you're not on guard you're not thinking like oh I need to guard my heart I need to guard my mind I need to be careful what relationships I'm interacting with and there is something to discerning you know every conversation that you're having the dms that you're going through and um, a long time ago I actually decided to not read my dms at all and I feel like I've gotten a little bit of you know, flack from that because people are like, oh, well, don't you, you know, care? Like you, you should respond to these because we're asking these questions. And I have to say, like, I pray for the people that DM me. I genuinely do. And I pray, I say, God, like if people are asking me questions that I need to answer, would your Holy Spirit just like answer it through the podcast that I'm doing or answer it through the posts that I'm making? Or sometimes I'll do polls or I'll ask questions so I can get a gauge on what people need or what people are listening to. But for me personally, I had to create a boundary mm -hmm. between me and my followers, and that boundary was not going through DMs. And it wasn't because I don't love the people that follow me and wish I could do read through all of them. But for me, I was in a time of my life where I was dealing with so much anxiety and fear. And I had a lot of creepy men in my DMs. And whenever I would go to my DMs and I would be trying to just look at some you know, college girl DMing me something sweet, I ended up seeing some creeper who said something disgusting. And for my mind and my heart, I had to create a boundary right. and that boundary was to stop looking. Right. And my other boundary on social media was to stop looking at the Explorer page mm -hmm. because for me personally, like I couldn't guard my heart against it because you never know like what's going to pop up right. on your Explorer page. And I don't do that now. Sometimes I'll look at my Explorer page and I'll go look at reels and stuff. Um, but I have to like discern where I'm at and like what my intention is on social media. And to your point of like girls desiring to be seen and known, that's not a bad desire in and of itself and I, I read this study one time and this girl was talking about why she feels like fame is such a desirable thing for our generation and she she argued that it was the number one desire of our generation and she said it's because we want to feel seen and we want to feel known and we want to know people care about us and we want to feel loved mm -hmm. and all of those things are true about who we are as human. We do want to feel seen and we want to feel loved and we want to feel known. But we have to understand that fame and social media is not the thing that's going to make us feel those things. No. And that's why this book is talking about like, we're, who are we following? If you're following fame, if you're following these people, if you're following this um, algorithm or you're trying to like DM all these people or these companies or these agents or 
take these kind of pictures or post this kind of angle Mm -hmm. just to gain that. It's never going to make you feel known. It's never going to make you feel loved because those are things that only Jesus can can do for you and only real relationships with real people, with Mm -hmm. real humans can do for you. And so I just love that point. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, we can't move on from that because that was so good. I love that. And say, you know what, I think Timothy Keller – before Sam and I got married, we like did some premarital counseling and one of his books we read was The Meaning of Marriage. And in his book, I'm sure you know this quote, he writes, I, I, I'm, I always get it wrong, but basically he writes, you know, to be fully known um, and not loved is kind of disheartening, but to be uh, loved but not fully known is kind of superficial. I'm obviously not quoting it right, but to be fully known and fully loved is kind of a lot like how God loves us. And I think he said it just so, so perfectly. So, you know, if you compare that with social media, social media, you might be known, but you're not loved. So where does that lead you? That's so crazy. Literally, I have to open this because I think it's chapter, let's see. Yeah, from like to love. That quote is literally the start of the chapter. I love it. So uh, it, it says, to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us. So what good. a great so quote. That's so good. I was so glad you brought that up because when I was writing this, I my mind would jump to the same quote and I was like, that's the thing. It's like social media, it, it in, in and of itself isn't making these false promises, but when you look at it like, and you see people crushing it and you see these influencers killing it, what you see is like someone who's so loved and who's so known and who's mm-hmm. People care about them, and, and then you say, I want that life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know behind the curtain. You don't know behind the screen right. what that's like. And right. it, you can have all the followers in the world and feel like the loneliest person if you don't have those truly those true things, like the true love of God and the true so love true. of people. I, um, I read a stat um, recently that said one out of three adults in this day and age or currently feel lonely nearly all the time. One out of three feel lonely nearly all. And then there was a further study that was done that did research and they correlated loneliness with insecurity. And they said that people that feel um, more lonely are likely to have more deep-rooted insecurity. And people, vice versa, that have, you know, deep-rooted insecurity are likely to feel more lonely. And you know what? The, I think what that leads me to is asking, like, why Why do you feel lonely? Were you rejected? Um, were you not accepted? Were you not included into something? Um, what What is the feeling that you are desiring to feel like? What relationships are you desiring for? And you know what? I don't think that that feeling of loneliness, Sadie, necessarily needs to be a bad thing because I know for me, personal experience that I have been through, um, where I walked through a season of real deep loneliness, where literally I moved continents and was a really long flight away from all my best friends and all my family, plus the time zone change and 
Tim and I were engaged at the time, but we were still living in different states and you barely ever saw each other because we were both so busy. Um, it led me to falling into a really deep season of loneliness and not having community literally right around me, around me, tangible community, people that I can sit and have a coffee with, open the word of, of God with and read that with. And so I feel like my season of loneliness led me to digging deeper, to understanding what is it that I truly desire. And you know what? I went out and I made some really good, awesome friends that I can call at any time that is right here in Jacksonville, Florida, that, you know, go to church with me, that is my community, are my community, whatever the tense awesome. is, second language here. Um, so, <laughs> You're um, doing so, you know, great. I, think that, I think that can be a pointer for us to say, hey, you're feeling lonely. What can we do about it? It's great. I love that, Demi. And I think that that's such a good motivation for people to hear because, you know, people look at you and they might say, oh, I never would have thought you would have felt lonely, but you built this community. And I was talking to Jenny Allen the other day and I was telling her about how hard it's been to build a community where I am and how um, I have now, but it, and it's been so sweet, but I was like, yeah, it's been so hard to make friends. I was like, I started a Bible study on Saturday mornings and it's been great at my house and, you know, just kind of building that community. And now I just feel like I have some good friends, but it took a lot of effort. And she started laughing. She was like, Sadie, you need to share that more because people think you have all these friends because like you post with all these people, but you need to talk about how it's hard to build community. And mm -hmm. I think that's the thing. Like we need to, you know, we're focusing on like building this platform, thinking that like followers get you this community, but really like you got to focus on like building it in your own life too. And okay. building takes work. Like any, we're about to start building a house. Building is hard. Like building <laughs> takes effort. Building takes showing up. Building takes looking at what needs to be done and doing it. And that's the same with building a community. Like you have to actually say, okay, I'm going to go out and make right. effort today, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. choose to be, you know, not only um, vulnerable, but brave in that because yeah. it is scary you know it is and say Bella, the, gonna, so okay. sorry you go ahead Bella no you you go girl you go I was just gonna say the enemy thrives when we are lonely you know and he wants us to be lonely because that's when he creeps in and he tells us all these lies and we have no no one to bounce that off with so I was just gonna say you know he loves loneliness and he wants us to be lonely and we just can't have him win no, he does thrive in loneliness. And I've seen that because there's been times where I've been like surrounded by community and I feel this weird feeling of loneliness and I ask myself why. And one time I felt like God really revealed to me, it's because I'm not, I'm not sharing within my life, you know? And it was kind of like by choice that I was lonely, not intentionally. I was just thinking like, oh, no one understands me, but I never tried to allow people to. I never right. share with them the hard stuff. And that goes back to that vulnerability. And mm -hmm. that's real vulnerability. That's not like I'm captioning this and it still looks good. That's like, I'm going to cry in front of you and tell you like what I'm walking through. But those are the moments that you really connect and like become yeah, friends. And so cool. it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. So good. What are you going to say, B? Well, it was on a whole different topic now, okay, but it, I was going to say it's cool because the quote by Timothy Keller is so powerful because he does know God, but there is a quote from actually Jim Carrey, who's known as like a more secular um, person, yeah. and his quote said that he said uh, one time, uh, I wish everyone could feel one day what it feels like to have all the money in the world and to be known by, to be seen by everyone in the world. I wish they could feel it for one day so that they would know that it's not everything. Yes. And like that's one thing I think is really mm -hmm. cool because it's not just people who know God who say that. People who don't know God too are saying like 
it's not enough. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't everything for me. Even if they are, like, Jim Carrey is known by everybody in the world. Like, yeah. everybody yeah. knows of Jim Carrey. And, like, he's saying, yeah, like, it's not enough. It. Like, it yeah. won't be everything for you. Yeah. That's crazy. Y'all are, y'all are hitting my quotes. I think that quote is literally in Live or really? this book because that hit me, too. It's, like, it, it's everybody. Ev- that's why I said the desire for, for it is not bad. Everyone has a desire. I think God put those desires in us because he created us for a community, and he created us from a place of love because he literally is love. And so our hearts are always longing after God, but we don't realize that that, that desire truly is the essence of who God is. And so we have to find that in Him. And social media is just one of the many things that we can uh, just place as an idol in our life. And I think that's what we have to realize. Like social media can become an idol. Mm -hmm. And when it becomes an idol, that's when it gets bad. But whenever it comes as a just a gift and an app and, you know, a tool and we get to, you know, go on to that from the place of God being in the right position on the throne of our life. Like that's when it gets healthy and that's when it gets really cool and powerful. Um, So Demi, back to the question I asked you like 20 minutes ago, (laughs) but this is, no, this is why I asked y'all to be on this because well, one, Demi and Tim were so kind to write the forward to this book, but Demi represents this message more than anyone I can think of. Truly. I'm not just saying that because you're on this podcast. Like, Whenever I wrote this book and I think of who is an example of this, like Demi Tebow, like because you love Jesus and you love people so well and you're an incredible influencer for on Instagram, but you're also an incredible influence in life. And so um, I just I learned a lot from you and I'm so glad that you're willing to have this conversation. But like I mentioned earlier you know, you definitely have this amazing platform that's almost unrelatable to so many people because like Miss Universe is such a giant title, you know, and you own it so well and you're so humble in it. But having that and facing that and having girls maybe look at you and say, she does not understand what I'm going through. I want you to kind of speak to that human aspect of things that you walk through that you're like, actually, girl, I get it because I'm a girl and I'm human and I've walked through those seasons of maybe insecurities and stuff because um, I think that'll be eye opening for people and not to say like, I don't like it when people feel like someone has to be dragged down for them to feel lifted up. That's not what we're doing because I think we need to have a confidence in ourselves to be able to celebrate people's highs. Mm -hmm. But I do want us to understand that sometimes with social media, when someone has a blue check and people think this about myself as well or Bella or whoever, they think, oh, well, they don't they don't relate to me. Mm -hmm. But I know you on a friend level. And gosh, you can speak to anyone with the wisdom in your heart. So I'd love for you to just kind of speak to, to that for a second. Well, Sadie, you're so, so sweet. And um, just everything you said is, I'm so honored that coming from you because in my life, you are such a role model to me. And I know to so many young girls, but gosh, Sadie, you know, I appreciate everything that you just said, but to be bluntly honest, there's still some days where I'm trying to figure it out and where I definitely I'm not the greatest role model and I don't do things perfectly. Um, and that is because I'm human and I'm learning along the way, right? Um, I think, you know, th- a lot of people, well, let me backtrack. First of all, I think I look at people with a blue tick and I'm like, I think their life's perfect. And then I look at myself and I'm like, oh, but I have a blue tick, but my life is not perfect. So I, I, you know, I even forget that sometimes. And I have to remind myself that sometimes that 
we're all just people and you know it doesn't matter if you have a million followers or if you have 10 we all have the ability to influence someone's life um even if that's just one person's life and i i heard you speak on this recently i think you're at liberty and i i just loved everything that you talked about and i couldn't have agreed more um on it you know sadie when i when i won uh, Miss South Africa and then Miss Universe, um, you know, I, I gained a lot of social media followers, most who I barely ever knew or will most likely never even meet in person in my whole entire life, right? Um, and I knew then that having a physical social media platform is a big responsibility. You know, being a representative for my country is a big responsibility. I am representing basically the whole of South Africa here on this stage. And that is a big responsibility. And I knew that back then, but I don't think I really realized um, the impact that you can make in someone's life through a social media platform. And you know what, I don't think it was until probably about two years ago where I had handed over my title as Miss Universe, literally handed over my crown as Miss Universe, um, where I was I was the like the most broken down, the most insecure that I had probably ever been in my whole entire life. And I think one of those reasons was because to be very honest with you, I had put in I had put put in what what am I saying? Can I not speak English today? <laughs> all of my identity, um, all of who I was into a physical title. Not that that title was bad, but I had focused everything that I was and that I stood for and that I am in that role. And that role only lasted a short amount of time. Um, you know, Paul writes in, in, in Corinth, um, uh, 1 Corinth 9.25, and he writes to this, the church of, of Corinth, and he's referencing the Ismian Games, and he's speaking about um, the athletes there that win this perishable ground, and he's re referencing to this crown that it's, that's made out of pine and celery leaves, and he's writing to the church of Corinth. It, it's kind of like the Olympic Games back then was a big deal, and the winners got this wreath that is literally so perishable I mean it wouldn't even last a couple of days and Paul saying don't chase perishable crowns I mean yeah the crown that I wore on my head was probably not physically perishable but what it re represented was and don't get me wrong I'm so grateful for the title that I that I got to represent and for my country and um, just everything that come with it. it was one of the greatest honors of my life but you know what at some point, we're going to graduate college. So are you putting your identity in that college degree? Are you putting your identity in that that specific job that you want or that specific company that you want to work on or the amount of books that we're selling or the amount of followers? What is it that you're putting your identity in? Because I can promise you from my own experience that worldly things will perish and they won't last and they won't keep fulfilling you. That's right. That's so good, Demi. I've, I've heard you say that before. And I think that's such a perfect picture of what we do. We put on these imperish these perishable crowns and they become our full identity. And I think anytime your identity becomes something other than child of God, things get off, like yeah. things get off and security comes. You start feeling all these feelings you never felt before because 
you're um, almost wearing a mask. You know, you're trying to be someone that you weren't originally created to yeah. be. And I think those are the moments that comparison really does hit because when you're um, identified as something as so many other people in the world are identified by, mm-hmm. then you're looking around like, who's better? You know? Right. But when you're identified as this originally created child of God, like there's no other person to look at to compare yourself to. And people ask me all the time, like about comparison, just because that's such a prevalent thing. And like, how do you stop comparing yourself? And I think for me, like when I could stop comparing myself is when I genuinely started to see other people as daughters of Christ as well. Like you're daughters of God. I'm a daughter of God. Like we're all made to love God and to love people. And God made you for a specific purpose Mm -hmm. and he made me for that. And so I can own where I'm at and I can celebrate where you're at. But it's whenever I try to do something worldly, that's whenever I'm like competitive, you know, and like Mm -hmm. trying to be better or whatever. Yeah. And um, I remember the first time I met you actually at Passion, and I don't even know that we fully met, but you came in and like, I'm not going to lie, like my first thought was a little insecure, okay? <laughs> like you look so cute. You had your little jacket on and I was no joke wearing like this like Passion hat and like a sweatshirt and sweatpants. And I was like, dang, yeah. And me and Christian just gotten married and like, you know how you like see someone beautiful and like you're with your husband, you just get insecure. And it's just like an honest thought, okay? That's just like my honest like first oh. thing. And then I was like, Okay, Sadie, you are not going to sit here and do that. Like, look at how awesome this is that, like, God has placed this incredible couple who's on fire for the kingdom of God in this generation to not only, like, be an amazing example, but to do things like go after um, stopping human sex trafficking and human trafficking and to literally go after um, some of these huge world problems that the Tim Tebow Foundation is doing and the things that you're doing with your husband and, like, how crazy and sad would it have been if I would have missed that and celebrating you guys and partnering with y'all and loving y'all and being your friend because I sat there and was like, she's gorgeous. But I know that sounds silly, but that's literally what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's literally what so many girls fall into. And that's stupid stuff like I did in high school and middle school, you know, where, you know, you would not want to cheer someone on just because you thought they were better. And I'm glad I graduated from that. And I grew up from that. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, was like, I don't allow myself to go there. I stop those thoughts. And I just want to say to girls like out there listening, like you have control of your thoughts. Like let the Holy Spirit like come in and, um, refine your thoughts and actually like make you a better person and I think some some people say like well if you are jealous that person and you cheer them on then is that like not authentic and I'm like no that's actually calling yourself to be who you really are it's actually like the most authentic thing and sometimes it feels unnatural because you've been living um the other way for so long yeah so I just wanted to make that point because Again, these are just relatable things that people who are listening, I'm sure you walk through on an everyday basis. And what I want to do is I just want to call us to be better. Like yeah. if we're going to be a generation known for social media, I want to be a generation who learned from social media and can give advice to the next. And when Honey gets on Instagram, I can say, hey, look, girl, like, yeah, there's some darkness on here, but you are the light of the world. And these are so things good. that I navigated through. These are things that I walked through, these things I saw my friends and just do it better. And mm-hmm. so such good advice. Um. I want to talk a little bit about that word influencer that you mentioned and that conversation I had at Liberty. And um, it was so interesting because I asked the crowd, I said, uh, who in here is famous? And literally no one raised their hand, but like two people as a joke. And then I said, okay, who in here is an influencer? And no one raised their hand. And I started to realize like, dang, like 
we have like placed this huge word influencer in this tiny box of a blue check mark. And who has a swipe up blank and who has the biggest following and who, you know, is, has this specific job as an Instagram influencer. But I was like, that's so wrong because if you're a Christian, then you are the ultimate influencer because influencer and influence literally by definition is having the power to affect and to change someone's behavior. And so I love your point. You said you could have a million followers, you could have 10 followers, but knowing that you're an influencer really matters. Knowing that you have the power to influence someone's behavior, not because of who you are, but because you have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of living God who raised Jesus from the dead in your heart, in your voice, like that changes people's life. And so Bella and I were talking this morning about how do you um, bring that faith that you have onto your online platform. And sometimes that in and of itself can be a hard thing to navigate. And so, Bella, you want to talk a little bit about navigating through that and kind of the thoughts you've had towards that? Yeah, I think for me, my social media following has always been very like a lot of Christian people because um, a lot of my followers know Sadie and find me and that's just how my Instagram following has been. And ever since I came out with this poetry book this past year, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily Christian. It's like, it's not secular, but it's not Christian. It's just kind of thoughts. And ever since I came out with that, I think I got a little more insecure about like what to share. Cause before that it was just like, I was sharing whatever I felt like. And when I came out with this book, I got really worried about like, oh no, like this book isn't like a Christian book. And I don't want people to like, not buy it because they think it is, or I don't want people to buy it because they think it's not. I don't, you know, I just got really worried about that. And I started to um, really have to like pray and like think about how I was going to use my social media and what I was going to do with it. And I think that intention with social media, um, especially when you have such a large following, I think it's really important to be intentional with everything you post. Mm-hmm. And like beforehand, it was just like, I was just sharing my regular thoughts, everyday life. And like, now I think I've started to get a little more intentional with everything I post because I know it makes a big impact. And I think that's one thing like people who are influencers have to realize is like, if you have a following big or small, like you have influence on people and like you need to be intentional about what you share. And like, not just like every post has to be like perfectly crafted to like inspire someone, but you do have to be careful about what you post and like know that I have the potential to like make a change in someone's life. And that's something that I've really tried to like grab hold of is like, I have like a potential to like truly help someone out of like a really dark place. And like, I've been there where like I needed people on social media to like be influencing me because if I was getting on social media and it was going to like negatively influence me then it was just going to take me worse down the pole of like a bad place and so like I think that's something I've realized is like if I can be like a light on Instagram to anyone Mm -hmm. then um I would love to do that I love that I think that intention is so beautiful because that's Mm -hmm. the thing just like that discernment that intention is the same thing that we sometimes forget because it's just second nature you just get on and just do whatever but there is something to genuinely thinking what is my purpose in doing this and I love how you said that you have the power to impact someone's life and you said you need to realize that yeah I think that's the thing for people out there big or small following whoever you are like Mm -hmm. you have the power to influence someone's life yeah and I think um 
we, you know, sometimes think that if you don't have a big following, then you don't have this power. But I asked the people at Liberty, I said, who, who is truly the biggest influence on your life? Mm-hmm. And I was like, your mom, your, your cousin, your best friend, your teachers, your people in your life. It's really not the people you follow on social media. Mm-hmm. It's really the people in your life. And so realize people out there listening who use social media that I could post something that might impact someone's life. Yeah. And that's amazing. But we might not be able to go sit and have coffee and talk about it. Right. But you could post something to your 1,000 followers and someone can message you and say, can we go talk about that? Like, mm-hmm. can we go sit and like have a conversation? And that's how you build relationship. That's how you build, um, you know, your own like I guess, identity and who you are in Christ. That's how you fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. That, like That's whenever things get special about social media. And I think the only thing we're missing is that intention. Right. And so uh, I love that point, Bella. Um, the thing is too, it's like, it's not just us saying it, it's biblical. Like yes. the power of life and death, it's in your words. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's yeah. not secluded to just influencers or just famous people. It's no. like the power of life and death is in everybody's exactly. words. Exactly. The way we speak is means something. But in contrast, Bella, I, I so agree with you. But I will also say, even though your you know your poetry book might not be specifically faith based, um, I, I always we Tim and I always say, you know, spread the good news of the gospel every single day, yes. and use words when necessary. You know, so yeah, you can yeah. you can spread the word of God. You can spread the good news of the gospel. Um, in so many different ways. And I think the Lord has equipped each and every one of us um, with specific gifts to be able to do that. Maybe your gift is compassion. Maybe your gift is words. Maybe your gift is having a large online following um, that you can speak to. Um, So, you know, I think we should also not limit what God can do through, um, through he is almighty he is powerful he is capable of anything and everything we are co-laborers with god and you know what when god tells us to do something our responsibility is to show up and do it because he will always do his part he will always do his job we have to do our part and if that means writing a book or a poetry book or taking uh, photographs to show the beauty of of god's creation be obedient in doing what God God is calling you to do. It does not, I don't think, personally, I don't think you need to be a preacher um, or, you know, study, have a doctorate in theology to be able to spread the good news of of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, yes! I cannot (laughs) agree more, Demi. And, like, even... um, that's why I started this and I talking about how much I love our dance videos. And like, that's a part of that. Cause I feel like the Lord has put on my heart. Like I literally feel like the Lord has put on my heart to show people what joy looks like and to show people what love looks like, because that's a, that's a fruit of who God is. And so I'm like, okay, like that's fun. Like I'll do that. And that's not sitting there and like giving a sermon all the time. That's just like loving my husband, loving my daughter and dancing. And like Demi, I know we've talked about like you, um, have this beautiful opportunity to model in a lot of different places and different spaces. And I remember one day we talked about that and you're like, yeah, I just, you know, I love that. That's a part of who I am. And I'm like, that's awesome. Because like, there's so many girls who are modeling out there who are like, how do I, is this vain if I do this, if I just post selfies, whatever. But it's a part of like your reach. It's a part of like God using like what he's put in you and your gifting. Christian and I had a conversation this morning where he started this whole workout ministry 
and he was like, I don't want to post pictures of me working out because it's just like awkward. And I just feel like, I feel like I'm doing it and it's like showing off me. And I was like, babe, no, like that's how you reach people. Like you're on mission and like meeting people where you're at, not having to preach. I love what you said, like use words when necessary, but like let your life live the story. And that's the thing with social media. Like, you know, you don't have to overthink it. Let let who you are just impact, you know, what you do on social media. Don't change who you are for social media. Who you are should have the impact on it. Do I think that's the best place to end what you just said there? And there's a statistic that I read recently, and I put it in the book, that on average, people in their life will spend six years and eight months on social media. And that is an alarming statistic. But it's not, it's not necessarily um, horrible if we use it for good. And if we use those six years in our life and we make it count because it's an incredible place for influence, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to have a million followers. You have influence because the spirit of the living God is inside of you and the way that you walk and the way that you breathe and the way that you talk and the way that you smile is going to impact someone's life for good. With every post you make, you never know the opportunity for relationship that's on the other side of that. And so be you, be who you are. Don't let social media change you. Let your spirit inside of you you change it and so Bella and Demi thank you for being incredible social media influencers but really real life influencers and thank you for just having this conversation I hope that to everyone listening this is a tool for you to reflect back to to relate to to think through as you think about going on social media um, and I hope that you realize that Finding all things in Jesus first is the most important thing. And when you find that, mm-hmm. everything else falls into place. So true. So thank you, too, for being such a good example. Oh, thanks, Sadie. Thanks, Bella.